All right, everybody. God bless you. We are back. We are going to continue in the book of Acts because we're back just like that. And if you didn't know, I'm talent and I rap. <laughs> um, I love you guys, man. Appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, I mean, I'm assuming you enjoy the Bible, but I hope that you enjoy this delivery. Uh, I feel like it's a win-win because I get to read the Bible and you get to hear the word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. I believe that's from Hebrews. Look that up. That's a true scripture, though. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. But, but how can they hear lest somebody preach the word? It, it goes on to say that. I'm, uh, I'm paraphrasing. But uh, basically, somebody got to deliver the word so people can hear the word. Um, you know what that makes me think of? Back in um, probably early to early um, Greek times, Roman times, we're talking like early A.D., around the time of the book of Acts that's being that we're reading right now. But probably, I mean, definitely in uh, ancient Israel times to be able to read was not common. And that's kind of hard to fathom nowadays um, because reading is like mandatory for you to get to the next grade level. So early on, we're teaching reading. But, um, at, you know, back then, and probably even more recent in history, but either way, back then in biblical times, it was not common for everybody, just any old everybody, just any old person to be able to read and write. So uh, much of the history was given by was given orally through storytelling and, uh, you know, many different witnesses. The stories are in agreement. And a lot of truth was shared that way. I'm, I'm a firm believer. This is just my belief, my conviction that. Back then, when there was far less distractions, our minds were a little bit more efficient on these type of things. Nowadays, we got phones and TV and the Internet and um, skimpy clothing, and it's hard to um, not be distracted. Whereas back then, you might be just sitting out there with a candlelight and just the peace and quiet of the wilderness or of your of your land. No sirens and, you know, what I'm saying, uh excavators moving in the background none of that nobody beeping their horns it's just like the quiet of of life and i just feel like like i said it's my conviction that people back then were able to pay attention more so memorizing scriptures and stories of the bible was probably easier back then not as much distractions we live in a time right now where distractions are disgustingly plentiful it's a uh, it's trouble that distraction is one of those D words that I believe comes from Mr. D himself. Sorry about that. Uh, Satan, the devil. So distractions are no bueno. Either way, let us keep going, man. Chapter chapter 10 of the book of Acts. Saul is now a believer preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. The number one persecutor of the new Christian church is now preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. This first caption reads Peter and Cornelius. I always forget where my grandpa lives when I go to tell people that he lives in North Carolina. He lives in Cornelius. And I always forget that name. I know it's an uncommon name, 
I know it's a peculiar name, and I can just never remember what it is. It's Cornelius. So this first caption reads, Peter and Cornelius. In the city of Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a Roman army officer in what was called the Italian unit. He was a religious man. He and all the others who lived in his house were worshipers of the true God. I love that. He gave much of his money to help the poor people and always prayed to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, Cornelius had a vision. He clearly saw an angel from God coming to him and saying, Cornelius. Staring at the angel and feeling afraid, Cornelius said, What do you want, sir? The angel said to him, God has heard your prayers and has seen your gifts to the poor. He remembers you and all you have done. Send some men now to the city of Joppa to, this, to get a man named Simon, who is also called Peter. He is staying with someone also named Simon, a leather worker who has a house beside the sea. The, angels, the angel who spoke to Cornelius left. Then Cornelius called two of his servants and a soldier. The soldier was a religious man, one of his close helpers. Cornelius explained everything to these three men and sent, him, and sent them to Joppa. The next day they were coming near Joppa about noon when Peter was going up to the roof to pray. He was hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing the food for Peter to eat, they had a vision. He saw something coming down through the, sky, through the open sky. It looked like a big sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill anything here and eat it. But Peter said, I can't do it. I can't do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is not pure or fit to be used for food. Remember, Peter is a Jew, and he's saying that this food's not kosher for him to eat. Verse 15, but the voice said to him again, God had made these things pure. God has made these things pure. Don't say they are unfit to eat. This happened three times. Then the whole thing was taken back up into heaven. Peter wondered what this vision meant. The men Cornelius sent had found Simon's house. They were standing at the door. They asked, is Simon Peter staying here? While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, make a note of that because the Holy Spirit, remember, is a person, the third person of the Trinity of God. He's speaking to Peter right now. They're, they're, they're constantly give, the Bible constantly gives these human characteristics to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. So the Holy Spirit is talking to Peter right now. Listen, three men are looking for you. Get up and go downstairs. Go with these men without wondering if it's all right because I sent them. Straight like that. So Peter went downstairs and said to them, I think I'm the man you are looking for. Why did you come here? The men said, a holy angel told Cornelius, 
to invite you to his house. He is an army officer. He is a good man, one who worships God, and all the Jewish people respect him. The angel told him to invite you to his house so that he can listen to what you have to say. Peter asked the men to come in and stay for the night. The next day, Peter got ready and went away with the three men. Some of the believers from Joppa went with him. The next day, they came to the city of Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them and had already gathered his relatives and close friends at his house. When Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him. He fell down at Peter's feet and worshipped him. But Peter told him to get up. Peter said, stand up. I am only a man like you. Peter continued talking with Cornelius. So, I mean, Cornelius is just giving a great deal of reverence to Peter. Peter being an apostle, a, the lead preacher of the new church, and an, and an individual who walked intimately with the Lord Jesus Christ. So Cornelius obviously is a little fanboyish right now. And he's just, he's like super excited to see Peter. Starts worshiping him. Peter's like, I'm just a man like you, man. Get up. Mad humble. I respect that. Peter continued talking with Cornelius. Then Peter went inside and saw a large group of people gathered there. Peter said to the people, so they were seeking his wisdom. Peter said to the people, you understand that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with, to associate with or visit anyone who is not a Jew. But God has shown me that I should not consider anyone unfit or say that they are not pure. That's what the vision was about that Peter received. He was to visit these people and not think they were unclean or unfit for him to approach. It wasn't about food. It was about the people that, he's going, that he was going to be mixing with, that he's now mixing with. Peter said to the people, you understand that it's against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit anyone who is not a Jew, but God has shown me that I should not consider anyone, anyone, unfit or say they are not pure. That's why I didn't argue when your men asked me to come here. Now, please tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius said, four days ago, I was praying in my house. It was at this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, there was someone standing before me wearing bright, shiny clothes. He said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and has seen your gifts to the poor. He remembers you and all you have done. So send some men to the city of Joppa and tell Simon Peter to come. He is staying with another man named Simon, a leather worker who has a house beside the sea. So I went for you immediately. It was very good of you to come here. Now we are all here before God to hear everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. So both these are God-fearing men. Um, both had a vision from the Lord or his angels and were instructed to meet each other and receive each other. And um, now Peter is going to be led by the Holy Spirit to speak to these people. There's a caption. Uh, the next caption reads, Peter speaks in the house of Cornelius. Verse 34, Acts 10, verse 34. Real quick, we're in the ERV, the easy to read version. Verse 34, Peter began to speak. I really understand now that God does not consider some people to be better than others. That's called partiality. That's a great, great verse. 
I really understand now that God does not consider some people to be better than others. You can be the president of the country and you can be a bum on the street. God is going to look at you and love you the same and expect the same from you. Well, more morally, it's a different um, stewardship and to whom much is given, much is required. That's a different level of expectation from God. But morally, he's expecting um, the same from each individual. He accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. It is not important what nation they come from. God has spoken to the people of Israel. He sent them the good news that the peace has come through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all people. You know what has happened all over Judea. It began in Galilee after John told the people they needed to be baptized. You know about Jesus from Nazareth. God made him the Messiah by giving him the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus went everywhere doing good for doing doing good for people. He healed those who were ruled by the devil, showing that God was with him. We saw all that Jesus did in Jeru- in Judea and in Jerusalem. But he was killed. They put him on a cross made of wood. But on the third day after his death, God raised him to life and let him be seen openly. He was not seen by everyone, but on- but only by us, the ones God had already chosen to be witnesses. We ate and drank with him after he was raised from death. Jesus told us to go and speak to the people. He told us to tell them that he is the one God chose to be the judge of all who are living and all who have died. Everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven through his name. All the prophets agree that this is true. So Peter is giving him a quick rundown of who Jesus Christ is and uh, a little testimony of his time spent with Jesus. So that's what the Holy Spirit wanted Peter to preach to Cornelius and his people. God shows that he accepts all people. That's the next caption. God shows that he accepts all people. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who were listening to his speech. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the Holy Spirit had been poured out as a gift also to the people who were not Jews. They heard them speaking different languages and praising God. Then Peter said, How can anyone object to these people being baptized in water? They have received the Holy Spirit the same as we did. So Peter is excited. He's like, let's, let's get them baptized. Like, what's stopping us? So Peter told them to baptize Cornelius and his relatives and friends in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to st- Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Very exciting. Peter being obedient to the Holy Spirit goes and talks to these people. Cornelius being bold and obedient to the Holy Spirit tells Peter about his vision and that he wants Peter to speak to them. A lot of wisdom is shared by Peter in his uh, testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, his time with him, and the, the history of the Old Testament concerning Jesus, a brief history. Peter doesn't go super in-depth about it, at least not documented here. Um, but nevertheless, teaches the people about Jesus. As he's teaching them, the Holy Spirit falls on them. Peter's hyped up. 
he has them get baptized. And now he's chilling with them for three more days, probably teaching them everything they know, everything he knows, and just really fellowshipping with them and helping establish them before he keeps it moving. So this is the church of Jesus Christ, the true Christianity growing and growing and growing. This is the foundation, the grassroots. Peter is leading the pack. That boy's on fire for the Lord. That's awesome to see. I hope you guys are enjoying this. This is exciting stuff. These are exciting times. Um, but don't think that this is like this was a time. Don't don't look at it like that. This um is relevant today. Like be bold like Peter, go out and preach and be a witness and let's add to the number of Christians daily. All right? It's the same God, the same Jesus, the same Holy Spirit. So let's make it happen. All right, everybody, God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I know I need a pop filter next time because if you can hear these peas, everybody who's listening on these peas are getting a little, a little poofy. Um, either way, thank you, God, for this word, for your word, for your truth, history, um, teaching us about you, your attributes, and how you're not partial. Thank you for the example of your apostles and your your early church leaders who were bold, patient, always ready to teach and pray for one another, looking out for one another. Iron sharpens iron, holding each other accountable. Help us to learn from this reading, Lord, and to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Guide us into all truth. Your Holy Spirit is with us to help us. Your Holy Spirit is the advocate, the helper to come alongside and help us. Help us be more like Jesus, Lord. Help us to imitate Christ. May this word change our heart from the inside out. May it sharpen us and equip us for the work of the saints, for the work of the kingdom to complete us, Lord. We thank you, we love you, we honor you, Lord. And we look forward to reading more of your word soon. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. Shout out to my grandpa from Cornelius. Love y'all. Peace.